You're listening to The Soul's Way Podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt. I'm an author, a speaker, a mentor, and I help individuals align with their soul and create the ripple effect that they came here to create. Are you ready to manifest your best life the soul's way? If so, you're in the right place and you're definitely here for a reason. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soul's Way podcast. Thank you so much for bearing with me while I took a little bit of time to get this episode, to get a new episode out for you guys. I actually have a couple that are that have been sitting there that are ready to go, interviews that are so epic, and I've just been a little bit busy in getting it all out. I do all of this, all the editing and uploading all myself, and I don't know if you've been following along with me on Instagram, but I just got a new job, so that just started this week. And right now I'm fighting off COVID, so there's been a lot going on and I really appreciate your patience. Um, Before we dive into this episode, I want to announce officially, in case you haven't heard, about Decolonize and Rise, my new six-week program to heal your relationship with wealth and success for good. This is specifically for, um, through a decolonizing lens, addressing ancestral and racial trauma and wounding that does impact our self-worth, which is so key to manifesting wealth and success. So this is specifically for Black, Indigenous, and women of color, people of color. Excuse me. And we are bringing in all kinds of guest experts from the BIPOC community. You get at least four trainings with myself. And for this very first round, it's an extremely no-brainer investment. So I'm going to put the link and you can check it out in the show notes. Um, But if you are from the BIPOC community and you know that you need to heal your relationship with wealth, you need to get better at holding on to it or being, you know, stepping into your worthiness, taking up space, receiving more of it, getting to those levels of success that you know are meant for you. This is the program for you and I am on this journey right alongside you. Um, So I'm so excited to be doing this healing work together, this deep self-appreciation and self-love work that most money programs don't address. This is not another basic money mindset program. That's why I'm so jazzed about it. And I'm also jazzed about this episode we have for you today because I'm talking to my friend Jimena Cardenas. She's a master mindset coach, holistic nutritionist, a numerologist, and the founder of Mina Cardenas. She's passionate about helping change makers, go-getters, and leaders challenge their limiting beliefs, silence their inner critic, and align with their unique life's purpose to ultimately have it all, a fulfilling career, healthy relationships, and a healthy body using a holistic approach. Her vision is to help people increase their self-awareness, self-love, and acceptance through the power of mindset work and numerology. She is a total badass, and I'm so excited for you to hear her story. It absolutely blew me away, had me in tears a couple of times. So without further ado, let me play our interview together, and please tag us both on Instagram if you got anything out of this or if you appreciated this episode. I'll link our handles in the comments below as well. Enjoy. Yay! We're so excited to have you. I know we're going to have such a juicy um, conversation. We have a lot in in common. We have a lot to talk about. But before we get into any of it, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself in your own words? Let everyone know who you are and what you do. 
Yeah, absolutely. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I am Jimena, and I am a master mindset coach, numerologist, holistic nutritionist, and I can give you all the titles because I just love <laughs> studying. Um, but I am a Latina. I am from Colombia, and I've been in Canada 15 years now. Uh, I came in as a refugee 15 years ago. We, my, yeah, my family and I went through some difficult situations in Colombia, uh, some security issues. So we had to leave Colombia uh, unplanned. And we came here with literally nothing. I didn't speak the language, didn't, um, yeah, didn't know anybody. It was a brand new culture. But that moment really taught me like the power of manifestation and how we have the power to create our own reality. So more than my name and you know my my culture and the fact that i'm latina and all of that i am just a soul here living my best life in on planet earth and trying to to make my best to to help others do the same ah oh, such an amazing story and journey that you've been on and yeah it really goes to show the power of just putting your mind to something and believing in yourself and like literally you started over and, and started with nothing and have built such an incredible life for yourself. Um, so, so inspiring. Thank um, you. yeah, but I'm, I'm curious, how did you get into numerology specifically and how did you even get into coaching? What was that journey like for you? Yeah, honestly, I feel like every rock bottom is always a blessing. Sometimes we have to hit rock bottom and see the dark before we can see the light. So five about five years ago, I I was get I was going to get married uh, to this amazing guy. I have like the best husband ever, honestly. <laughs> but it was before my marriage that uh, I just started to go through a lot of personal issues. I had commitment issues. I wasn't sure. And it was like my whole world just like rocked and went like upside down. Um, I mean, I've had a, quite a few rock bottoms. It is like, this wasn't the first one. Uh, obviously starting when we, when we came to Canada, when we immigrated, that was, that was very hard and it was very rough, but at the time I was only 17. So I, I have always been into personal development, but at 17, you're just trying to survive, right? And you're, you're not questioning so much your identity or your beliefs or why do I think the way I do and all of that. I'm just like in a brand new country, trying to survive, get a job, learn the language. So I didn't really do that much personal development work back then understandable <laughs> yeah but when I was 29 I mean what it, it's funny because he will always come back to hunt you down right no matter no matter how much you try to avoid it and, and push it down mm. when I was 29 I, at that point I had been following what society calls success and I had like the big checklist I had a big job at one of the biggest banks in Canada I was making good money at that point I had already learned <laughs> the language I, I, I spoke English I had a, again an incredible fiance at the time I had it all I lived by the water downtown in Toronto everything that I wanted and dreamt of I had but I felt so empty. And I always thought that it was because I needed to lose weight. Because in Colombia, we, we grew up with this 
idea, a lot of Latinas grow up with this idea that, you know, you have to look a certain way. And I feel that beauty standards, I mean, everywhere in the world, we feel them as women, but in, in Colombia is very, yeah, it's, it's very important. <laughs> like going to get a plastic surgery is like going to the dentist. It's just so normal. People are getting surgeries right, left and center. So you always feel like you have to change something about your body or yourself because something is wrong with you. So I always felt that way. And I was always blaming it on the fact that, you know, oh, I need to lose some weight so I can be confident, so I can be happy. It, it must be the weight because everything else I had. So I signed up for a bodybuilding competition and I said to myself, okay, I have never trained really with weights, but I'm going to hire a personal trainer and, uh, and I'm going to do this. Actually, before I decided to do that, I had in mind that I was going to go back to Colombia to get a liposuction, to get some surgeries done. And I met a personal trainer trainer and she kind of talked me out of it I mean she was trying to sell me personal training sessions so she's like why don't you just do personal training you know change your lifestyle and if you still want to get the surgery after that then you can consider it and I'm like okay you know let's do that I mean it's probably cheaper than the surgery so let me try some personal training Mm -hmm. and then she said yeah and you can even like set a goal for yourself of this big competition um, bikini competitions were very popular back then. I mean, I don't know if they still are, probably they still are. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to train for a bikini competition. I hired a trainer, got the coach. I was following this strict diet for a year. (laughs) Like I remember it was my, my engagement party and I didn't even eat cake because I was on this strict program like I was just saying no to so many things in my life and now I look back and I'm like wow I just want to hug that version of myself but anyhow it taught me a lot of amazing things it taught me the power of your mindset the power of self-discipline like when you don't want to do something but you have this big goal in mind and you're committed you're gonna get up and you're gonna do it and just like proving to myself what I was capable of was pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. I remember it was winter and it was snowing and I was like crying and I was like, I don't want to go to the gym, but I have to train and I have to train, you know, six or seven times a week. And I was working full time at that time and I was going to school full time. I was doing uh-huh. so many things again, all in this pursuit of happiness and chasing success. So I did this for a whole year. Emily, I was like standing on stage the day of the competition, which I, it was like literally what I wanted so bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm there. Obviously I, I, I lost some weight. I wasn't exactly where I wanted to be, but you know, I still look pretty good. Um, I go to get this, the tan. The, you have to get this tanning, mm-hmm. fake tan. Yeah. And <laughs> my skin reacted to the to the tanning formula and I turned like green no (laughs) so here I am standing on a stage they almost like kicked me out of the competition because my skin looks instead of like tanned and nice it looks like green it looks horrible (laughs) 
and I just like started laughing. I was so tired. I had I didn't eat any food that day. It was just like water and coffee. Oh, actually, I couldn't even drink that much water there, like before because they're they're just trying to make you look super fit and tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they take your water away. I think before you start drinking a bunch and then you start drinking like very little water like minimum water um i was dehydrated i had this tan and fake makeup and eyelashes and the hair and the extensions and the heels and i was just like all i want to do is go home and eat food i don't even care about being here i am so tired my tan look horrible it was just a disaster (laughs) Mm-hmm. I, and I said to my coach, can I just go home? And she said, no, because if you go home and you want to compete in the future, they're not going to let you. So you're here. You train so hard for this moment. Why would you want to go home? Just like suck it up and do it. I'm like, all right, it's a 12 hour show. So you're there. You're there the whole day and they lock you up in this room with your competitors <laughs> And you just have to wait until they call your name. (laughs) So you go on a stage and you pose for like two minutes and then you leave. And I was like, wow, this is it. eh? I trained so hard and I worked so hard this whole year. I am here and I'm still not happy. Mm. And that was, that was my rock bottom. That Mm. was my rock bottom. Um, that started to cause other issues in other areas of my life. Of course, I started to notice that I wasn't happy with my job. I was questioning um, my my fiance at the time. I was like, I don't know, am I making the right decision? Should I be doing this? And I just started to question my whole entire life. Yeah. And that's when I said, okay, let's do this. I surrender. There's something that I am not seeing right now because I have it all according to society's standards and I'm still not feeling fulfilled. So I started, I hired a coach, a therapist. I started to work on myself, learned about limiting beliefs because I didn't even know what that was at the time, learned about the subconscious mind, all these things, how we are basically just programmed from childhood and we're just living on autopilot with all these beliefs that don't serve us. And the biggest limiting belief I had at that point was this feeling that I was not good enough. Mm -hmm. So I started to work on that, fell in love with coaching. At that point, I was also a manager at at the bank and I really enjoyed coaching others. I loved like getting the best out of a person and just like pushing them and motivating them and just like showing them what they couldn't see. Mm -hmm. Um, so I became certified in NLP, did my master in NLP. At that point, I had already finished my nutrition school. So I was a holistic nutritionist because again, I was going to holistic nutrition thinking that once I, you know, heal my relationship with food and and so I can help others. But as I started to work with other people and even through my own journey, I realized that this is not about the food. This is about our thoughts, our emotions, our attachment to food, the relationship that we have with food that has nothing to do with more knowledge about nutrition. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I, um, I started my business as a nutritionist once I had finished school, then I became certified in NLP and 
through trial and error, I realized that nutrition wasn't lighting me up. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't my purpose, I felt. And even though I'm passionate about it and I'm passionate about well-being and wellness, and I still fully believe in a holistic approach, I was just like, this is not it. This is not it. But again, you get really caught up in your head. You're like, well, I have worked so hard to be known as a nutritionist. My whole business was about nutrition and I was in the radio and TV as the nutritionist. I'm like, how am I going to change all of a sudden to mindset coach? How am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. And in 2020, pandemic hit again, shook us all up. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is the time. And I just pivoted my business. I started my membership. People started to feel my message and they and I started to receive more clients. And after that, um, I always had this thing that we are more than just our mindset, obviously, right? Like we're, we're so much more than mind and body. But what I was trained on at that point was mind and body. But I just felt that there was something else. Started to learn a little bit about uh, numerology through one of my followers. So it's crazy how everything happens and comes to you for a reason. Mm -hmm. So she became one of my members in my membership and Again, I, I'm, I'm a big cheerleader for all of my members. I really help them to overcome self-doubt, imposter syndrome, all the things. And she wanted to do an Instagram live, but she was nervous about it. And I said, okay, how about we go live together? So it's not as nerve wracking. And you talk about numerology because I want to learn about numerology. I have no idea what it is. I hear you talking about it. Let's go live. So we go live on Instagram she starts talking about numerology. She reads my life path. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? How do you know so much about me? <laughs> I feel seen right now. Yeah. And I was just extremely curious. And she said to me, you know, like there's this opportunity. You can get certified as a numerologist with the person who certified me. She's only taking on a few spots. Um, She's in Spain, so it will be in Spanish. And I was like, ah, I don't know. My business is in English. I don't think I want to do it in Spanish. Uh, you know, like then I have to translate and relearn it in English. So I'm like, I don't know if I if I'm up for this challenge. But I started looking everywhere and I just couldn't find the same value in English. It was like little courses here and there. And I'm like, okay, I really need to do this. So I started, uh, so last year I signed up for the numerology certification and I just recently got certified as a numerologist. And let me tell you, that has been the game changer in my personal development. Like just truly to, it has helped me so much to truly, truly understand myself at a deeper level. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with numerology, but I guess we can. Not too much, but feel free to expand. Yeah, definitely here for it. Yeah. Okay. So numerology is similar to astrology, but instead of studying the sign and the planets and the stars and all of these, we study numbers. So mm -hmm. if you think about it, everything in our life is numbers. We live in a numeric system. So our date of birth, our name, actually each letter has a vibration and there's a number assigned to each letter our phone number, our home address, everything is numbers, the numbers in our bank account. And every 
obviously everything is energy and everything has a vibration. So numbers have a vibration. Mm -hmm. So when we start to study the energy of the numbers and we start to align ourselves with the energy of the numbers, things will flow because we are in alignment then with the energy of the universe. And it's almost, I see it as a, like our cosmic DNA, literally. It's like a cosmic roadmap. It really shows you what you are here to do from a soul level. So it's almost like a personality test, but for your soul. Because the thing with personality tests, and I've done so many of them, is that they change, right? If it, It's all based on your answers in a particular period of your life. And the more that you grow and evolve, the answers will also change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends like if, I'm, if I'm in a good mood or a bad mood, like the answers will be different. But numerology will not change ever because it's based on your birthday and your name. And even if you change your name, still your own name will always have a vibration and will be attached to you because we believe that your soul chose your name, your exact date of birth, your parents, your family, for a reason, because there are lessons to be learned. So through numerology, we discover and understand what that means and what that uh, what that mission is. So understanding myself at a soul level has been such a game changer for my personal life, for my business. I no longer struggle as much. I'm not going to say that I never struggle, but I don't struggle as much with self-doubt. And it's funny because self-doubt is actually part of my life path and my soul chose to come here to overcome the self-doubt. And I struggled big time with self-doubt and imposter syndrome, which is what I now help other people overcome. Mm. And it is part of my life path. It is part of my mission here, which is super cool. So cool. I love when you like you learn these things and you know them for yourself, but then to have them confirmed through things like that is just so, it's so cool. So rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, what a journey. I think like the biggest lesson everyone listening can take away from your story is that like, like you said, you had all the things on paper, right? You, you did all the external things. You worked your way up. You learned a new language. You got the top paying job, the fiance, the house, everything, the fitness, the body, And you're still like, wait, why do I not feel enough? And so the lesson is obviously it has to be the inner work that matters. Like you have to feel enough right as you are, no matter what, without the external factors and changes. And you have to know that you're innately worthy and enough as you are, or else it doesn't matter how many external things you chase or try to change. It's not going to change anything unless you do your inner work, which you've done so beautifully. And I agree with you. I think you are here to help help people with their self-belief and overcoming self-doubt and imposter syndrome. It's, it's so cool. And um, speaking of the imposter syndrome and all of that, I wanted to ask you too, um, you know, being a Latina, being from Colombia, uh, I remember we chatted the other day and you were like, I didn't even really think of myself as a minority actually <laughs> at the beginning. And um, just hearing your story, I'm just kind of chuckling. So I'm like, you literally moved here and had to learn a new language and start all over. Um, but I, I relate to you as well, because there's been times where I'm like, I don't even know if I'm indigenous, indigenous enough to consider myself like BIPOC or that I have racial trauma and this and that. But how do you think now that you've kind of been reflecting on it more and more, um, 
how do you think that that has impacted your relationship with your self-worth and therefore your relationship with like success and wealth? Um, yeah, being from Colombia, being, being a Latina, being an immigrant. Oh my gosh, so much. And again, we are not a lot of the times consciously aware of these things. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't, I don't personally like the word minority. I feel like it should be changed yeah. or they need to do something about it because that makes me feel inferior. Minor. Yeah. yeah. Like- <laughs> I'm like, I'm not part of a minority. Like, what is this? But then once, once you start reading deeper and it's like Latina, indigenous, black, this and that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm Latina. So I am part of a minority. I just don't like that word. I feel like we need to do something about that word. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Even when I said the word immigrant, I was like, well, oh, I don't, I don't like that word, but um, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's literally has the word minor in it. And it's, if we combine all of us, are we not, are we still less than half the population? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I feel like we will be even more mm-hmm. <laughs> like almost, almost like, yeah, it will be a, a higher percentage for sure. Definitely. It wouldn't be a, a minority. Um, but anyhow, that word just kind of always threw me off mm-hmm. and you, you don't consciously notice these things and how they affect you. Mm-hmm. But I see it in my sister. I see it in my friends. Like we go to apply for jobs and right away now, they have seen my evolution and the work that I do. And now they're conscious of it as well. But we always feel less off. So it's like, oh, because I don't speak English as my first language, then I shouldn't deserve to be paid as much. Or I am not good to apply for that role. Automatically, you, you think that you value yourself less because English is not your first language. I also didn't go to university here. I have a lot of certifications and I went to college, Mm -hmm. but I didn't go to university because I just couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. And however, I am, I am a hustler. Like I am such a great worker and I've gotten so many promotions at the bank. And I have no doubt now that if they don't hire me, it's always either loss. But again, you get really caught up in your head because you're like, I don't have what it takes to apply for this role. Mm -hmm. And I have seen this in so many women, even white women that I have in my membership as members, they question their skills so much. And even if they have like seven or eight out of the 10 requirements, they're like, oh no, I can't apply because I'm missing two. And I'm like, applying doesn't even mean that you got the job. Like just apply, just give it a try. But we deny ourselves from these opportunities and we just tell ourselves all these stories as to why we can't and that's at the end what limiting beliefs are they're just stories that come from our childhood that we once heard and it's like oh well English is not your first language so you can't do that like even for me to start my business it was such a struggle because I'm like how am I going to record videos or speak in front of a big audience what if they don't understand what I'm saying? What if my accent is like too much? And then you just, you start to tell this crap that poisons you and stops you from even trying. Mm-hmm. So I definitely felt that I mean, when I was at the bank in my business 
and just constantly talking myself out of the opportunities because I felt that was that I was inferior. And even just the language factor really, really made me feel ashamed and no one to pursue opportunities. And, and it took a lot of reprogramming mm-hmm. and deconditioning. And obviously like all the work that you do about healing generational trauma, that it's like, no, hold on a second. Like I can change these. These are all lies that I'm telling myself because I'm the only one who is saying that. And even if someone else does say that, guess what? It's my choice. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's my choice to accept what you're saying as the truth or not. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I got chills as you said that. Yeah. It's so true. And thank you for sharing all of that. And all, your entire story you've shared is so beautifully and so vulnerably. And I know so many people listening are going to resonate. So thank you. Um, and you're right. Like even women in general, um, even white women, like women in general we we count ourselves out before we even try so much of the time and like there are actual barriers for women and especially for women of color or indigenous women where sometimes we do come against you know walls and unequal opportunities and no's but also we have to do our inner work because a lot of times we don't even try because we have these stories in our head, like, oh, who's going to buy from uh-huh. me? Or who's going to hire me? Yeah. They're not going to pay me what I want. And actually, if you do the work on the inside, anything's possible. You can create anything that you want, um, regardless of these very yeah. real barriers. And I know, and I know that it's real. And we can't ignore the fact that racism is real, that inequalities out there, like this is obviously a thing. Mm-hmm. But again, coming from from me who who have nothing and I could have just taken that as a face value and say okay I am an immigrant Latina I am supposed to be making less so I'm just gonna settle and this is what my life is gonna look like but instead of saying that I said screw this I'm gonna create the life that I want and I'm gonna fight for myself and I'm gonna reprogram these limiting beliefs and do the inner work and when you step when you step into your power, everyone else will respond to that mm-hmm. because you're owning your power. You, no one can walk, you know, boss you around or do whatever they want with you because you fully believe in yourself. So mm-hmm. yes, all of these things are very real and we cannot deny them, but it's also like a big chunk of the work starts within us to decide that this is not the life that we want that we're going to change that and to stand in our own power and to create a difference not just for ourselves but for future generations to come mm-hmm. oh, so many chills <laughs> been talking and like because I just uh, you're so inspiring and you're so right like you literally you. came here yeah you came here at 17 years old completely new country, completely new language. You could have just said, yeah, okay, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to have to take any job I can get. I'm going to like wash dishes or clean toilets or take whatever I can get. You could have done that, but you were like, nope, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I'm, I'm smart. I'm going to work hard. And, and, and now also you're probably unprogramming that belief that we have to work hard because even yes (laughs) (laughs) that's a big one because I can be I can be a bit of a workaholic again because it's been so ingrained in me 
And, um, and absolutely, I love that you said that. And, I, and 100% I've done all of it. I've done the cleaning. I, you know, server, yeah. worked at a grocery store. I've, I've done it all. And I am not even afraid to go back and do it again. I, there's no shame in doing that. Obviously, like when you live in Colombia and like, this is like a big no. Um, it's like, oh, you're doing that. So you're less, but here, obviously like living in Canada is just like, it all opens up your, your mind and like a door of opportunities. And I was telling my husband when I was, when, when I was going to quit my job, well, actually when I quit my job last, my full-time job last year, I said to him, obviously the fear of like, oh my God, what if I don't make enough money? What if, what if, what if all these fears, right? And I said to him, you know what? I feel actually okay because I have no problem walking into a Starbucks and working there while I grow my business. I have no problem. And I am a, I'm a, I'm a hustler, (laughs) even though I'm trying to like not be a hustler, (laughs) But I have that in me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of work. And Mm -hmm. if I have to clean toilets, I would clean toilets. But now it's different because you have a vision and I have this vision that this is where my business is going. Yeah. And I don't care what I need to do in the meantime. Mm -hmm. This is going to be temporary because I know where I'm going. And I feel like that's, that's a big difference versus just settling and saying, oh, well, this is it. There's nothing else out there for me. Like it's a huge, it's a totally different mindset. So it's not about the job that you do. It's about what are you doing about creating the life that you desire and manifesting whatever vision you have into reality and not letting anything or anyone get in the way and stop you along the way. So good. And yeah, thank you for adding to that because I've said that to my husband before as well. I'm like, I don't care if I have to go get a part-time job at a grocery store to like, to keep doing what I love. Like I will do it. I will always figure it out. I'm not going to let myself, you know, completely like go homeless. I'll, I'll do what it takes. And I'm not afraid of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's just that unshakable belief is what matters because some people could look at that and go, Oh, like their ego could just freak out. Oh, here I am begging groceries oh no, I've really like hit rock bottom or I've fallen apart or it's over. Like, no. And it's the belief behind it. And since you and I both had that belief is probably why that didn't even have to happen. Like, you know, you have a job. That's great. You're going to be leaving it again soon. Anyways, Um, your business is thriving. Like I just got a accepted a job that's amazingly aligned with my passions and my skills. And it's actually lighting me up. And my business feels like it's about to explode at the same time. And it's like, I don't have shame around, yeah. around um, being an employee as well, because it feels good in my body. Um, Absolutely. And I love that you share that when you did your masterclass, because yeah. so many people have these, again, this mentality that is all or nothing. That yeah. is like, you have to go all in your business or you have to be an employee. Like there's no in between, or you have to choose and I'm like, says who? You can do both. You can do whatever you want. Is your business? Is your life? Is your rules? And I love that you said like you would rather have like the business that gives you like that safety and security because it's nice to have that paycheck every two weeks or every month or whatever, and you just know, okay, this amount is coming. And sure, in your business, you can 
you, we also have like payments and all of that, but yeah. it fluctuates. Yeah. And yeah. if you, there's no shame in having a, 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 a job or a part-time or a full-time or whatever it is and doing what you're passionate about on the side. I feel like, again, the, the business world and culture <laughs> has poisoned us in some way. And it's like, it makes us feel less. So it's like, oh, if you're not making 10K months, then you're not a successful business owner. And mm-hmm. they start bullying you. Like I just received a message yesterday on my LinkedIn and she was like literally bullying me because I said to her, I am not interested in what you have to offer. And she's like, oh, so you mean that you already have clients coming to you nonstop and you already have this and you have that and you have the 10K months. Wow. And I didn't even engage and yeah. reply. Yeah. But I'm like, even, you know, it, it yesterday so actually, <laughs> it, it, it drives me insane. But you know what? This is, I'm going on a, on a bit of a tangent, but for a purpose. Yesterday, I went <laughs> to get my hair done and my hairstylist, I said, oh, I have, a, I have a new client for you. And she said, oh, I'm not taking on new clients. I'm just too busy. And my existing clients keep me booked for like the whole year. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. So you should be, you know, looking into expanding, maybe hire someone to help you. And she said to me, no, I'm happy this way. I don't want more clients. I don't want to expand. I don't want to hire. And I was like, huh, good for you. You know, like he made a business mind. Here I am. Money, money, mind yeah. It's like money, money, money. Let's make more money. And then when she said that to me, I'm like, this is, this is beautiful. Like we, we can yeah. reach a point where we're content with where we are, even if we're not making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say to yourself, you know what? I feel pretty good. I'm not making maybe millions in my business and I don't have a huge team of thousands of people, but I feel good and I am not even going to take a new client anymore. And I thought that that was just like so powerful. That's so powerful. And it goes to show the power of that energy and how magnetic it is too, because here she is being like, no, I'm good. I'm full. I have a lot of clients. I'm happy with my clients that I have. And then there's all these people like, wait, wait, can you fit in my friend? Can I fit in? Can I get in? And it's like, just shows you the power of attraction and what, what people, what everything is magnetized to is that energy. That's like, so non-attached, like so good with what you have and what you are, Yeah, um, which is what I'm always preaching. So I love that example of that. It's so cool. Um, but oh my gosh, this has all been so good. What do you, what do you think has been the biggest thing that's helped you, um, overcoming like that self-doubt and that imposter syndrome? Was it, was it mindset? Was it the NLP? Was it the numerology? Was it, what do you think that it was? I think it's a combination of things. Definitely my life experiences. Uh, again, those, it builds, it builds who we are now. It builds resilience. And I know that you can you mm-hmm. can relate to this and anybody who has gone through hardships, which we all have at some point in our lives, yeah. it builds that muscle of resilience and it makes you, it makes you stronger and it makes you believe in yourself because mm-hmm. you know what? I've done it. I've been there before. That's why I said when I was leaving my job, I'm like, I'm not afraid to go back to zero because guess what? I've done it. I was in Colombia yeah. and I lost it all. And I came here with zero and I didn't die and I didn't starve. I didn't, I wasn't homeless. So I'm like, I'm sure if I lose, if I quit my job to pursue my dream, I will be okay. I'm not going to be homeless and die. And it's definitely a combination of all of that life experience, all of the rock bottoms and challenges and all of the dark times, definitely a lot of mindset, 
um, inner work and and that yeah and the work on 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 that on that belief of not being enough and just turning that into I am enough I believe in myself I trust myself I have gone through hard shit and yeah. I'm alive mm-hmm. and and that has definitely helped me to to build my my confidence and to believe in myself and again it's not like oh I never struggle with self doubt but before if it was 100% before now it's maybe like 10% mm. it's it has been a huge shift and change with a combination of all the things amazing what what a gift those rock bottoms were because they got, gave you an opportunity to see what you are made of yeah and what a gift they are for all of us because we get to be so inspired by your resiliency and your story and just yeah just such a beautiful example of the power of belief and Mm self-trust and intuition and oh my eyes were like filling up with tears as you're speaking like thank you for you know thank you universe god source for for Jimena's rock bottoms because they're such a gift not only for you but for all of us and I feel so grateful and lucky that we got to hear your story today I've never heard that much of your story so that was really cool to to um to hear so thank you for letting us in on all of that thank you yeah um is there anything else before we wrap up that you want to share that you feel is on your heart any nuggets of wisdom any anything at all I mean you've already shared so much um but I'll give the mic to you for that and then also if you can just let everyone know where they can connect with you how they can work with you and and plug into your world That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm very active on Instagram at mena.cardenas. My website, all social media is mena, mena Cardenas. And that's where I hang out the most. And I mean, honestly, I, I am an open book because I always believe that sharing, like the power of sharing your story. And yeah. if I can help even one person to with by sharing my story, then by all means, and um, what I do want to say is that, again, through numerology and by reading so many people's charts, I have really realized they come to me because they have this desire or this thing and they're, and they're struggling with self-doubt. And they're like, oh, I don't know. Or they're talking to themselves out of doing something or in their business, they keep going back and forth and they're just like not very clear, which happened to me a bunch. and numerology just lays out so beautifully that desire that you have Mm. and it's almost like you see it on paper and it's like you cannot deny it and before yes of course I had heard the saying you have a desire for a reason and I'm like oh whatever like I don't know I have so many desires Mm. but now that I see it on paper I'm like this is so true I'm like there's no coincidence as to why you have a desire is because it is literally your purpose. It is part of the plan. Your soul wanted you to do that. And by you having that nudge or that intuitive hit or that little desire is because you're remembering and you're waking up and your soul is like literally whispering like, Hey, remember you need to learn this lesson. You need to work on this. And it will be hard because it means that you probably need to quit your job or keep your job and start a side hustle or do whatever it takes 
to again manifest this desire this thing yeah. because it is meant to be like it yeah your soul picked that and it is for you so I just wanted to remind yeah. everyone of that I know we probably have heard that saying before you have a desire for a reason but it is very very true and I have confirmed that with numerology well uh, and it's so true you're you don't get to pick like I always say the callings of your soul, the downloads, the inspiration, the, the intuitive guidance you get from your soul. Don't expect it to be comfortable. Don't expect it to be easy. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, like you might be like, oh, dang, I think I need to quit my job or change my career path or break up, end my relationship, right? Or whatever it is. Um, but you've so convinced me I really want to get a numerology reading now. So <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be more than happy to. It is. It is such a such an amazing tool, and yeah, if anybody is listening, and obviously if you're interested, I we can we can definitely chat. Um, amazing. Well, if you do offer one-on-one readings, I definitely want to book one, and I'll put the link. We'll we'll link that below so that actually I know everyone listening is going to want one as well. Amazing. Okay, I love that. I only take on actually four clients per month, so. Oh, okay. right now yeah right now I'm fully booked until July um just so you know amazing, but, amazing. yeah but my membership uh, I also do share numerology content so that's the more like affordable low ticket item obviously it's not as intense as the chart and that's why I only take on four clients per month because it's about a 30 page document just full wow. of information it takes me so long to to do each chart so it's almost like a piece of art so I only take on very limited clients this is obviously not a sales tactic or anything like that more than happy to do readings for everyone it's just you know if you have to wait a bit just so you know that's that's what it is amazing well we'll put all the ways to work with you anyway below and then people can see what's best for them but amazing perfect thank you again so much for being here this was amazing you're amazing Thank you. Thank you so much for hiring me. This was so much fun. Thanks again so much for listening. The best way you can thank a podcaster, if you got any value from this episode at all, or helped you in any way, the best way to thank a podcaster is to share, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at Emily and Brant, send it to a friend and let me know your thoughts. I cannot wait to connect with you. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Emily and Brant. Or join the Facebook group, The Soul's Way. Thanks again for being here. Cheers to your magic.